Hey fam, thank you for joining me for another episode of Prescription for Change. I am your host, Dr. Michelle. I'm happy to be back for this episode. We started last week talking about um, how to lose weight without intermittent fasting, dieting, or calorie counting and making sure that we're focusing on all of the right things and getting our mind in the right place. And that is going to be the first few steps. So number one, I have talked about quite a few times is making sure that you're not focusing on the food, which is the most difficult thing for most people to do because including myself, as I was going through this, because you think that it all lies in the food, either restricting food, um, eating certain types of food. We know what we're supposed to eat. It doesn't mean that those are the things that we enjoy eating at first, um, but also knowing how to fuel your body and listening to your body and learning how to go back to intuitive eating is something that has to be relearned. So Intuitive eating for infants is something that is just that. They know exactly what to do. They listen to their bodies. They eat or signal when they are hungry. Um, and when they're not hungry or they're satisfied, they stop eating. And somewhere along the way, and a lot of times it has to do with um, childhood and how we perceive food. So what our parents or those who are taking care of us um, anyone in the family or in our community who's around us, a lot of times food is used as a reward. And so when it's used as a reward, it puts that in our mind that there's this hierarchy. Some foods are good and some foods are bad. Some foods are going to be tasty and some foods are not going to be so tasty. And so the not tasty foods are usually put in as the quote unquote healthy foods that taste bad, but you need to eat them because they're good for you. And that doesn't really cut it for kids, right? The kids want candy and sweets and cookies and cakes and chips and all of the things that are considered, quote unquote, junk food, because those are the things that taste good. But where did we learn that? We learned that from the adults that were around us. We learned that from the cues that we were getting. We learned that from either getting food as a reward or as a parent, giving food as a reward or not like withholding certain foods, um, withholding certain treats or desserts if, you know, kids didn't do what they were supposed to do. If you didn't do what you were supposed to do as a child or as a parent, if that is what you're using for your kiddos, leveraging certain things. So a lot of parents, um, you know, just in my clinical practice, parents will use food as a reward for potty training. And so then there's that association is that if I go on the potty, I get a treat. And so you kind of misconstrue what the actual goal is. The goal is to get the child to recognize when they need to go to the bathroom and do that. Um, and instead, it's they're linking going to the toilet or going to the bathroom and then getting a piece of candy. So when they don't feel like it, or if they are done with that piece of candy or that piece of food, then they just decide they're not going to go to the bathroom, not really understanding what the real goal or purpose is. So I feel like a lot of times with dieting and fasting and calorie counting and stalking the scale, we kind of lose track of what the actual goal is, right? So you want to lose weight, 
But what are you losing weight for? And how are you getting there? So food is not the first thing. And in my program, Prescription for Change, um, which is taking these small intentional steps to create lifelong healthy habits. That is a way that I was able to get to the health um, and feeling good in where I am today. Taking those simple steps every single day, making that small shift every single day, food was the very last thing that I changed, but I had to be able to go through all of the other things first and recognizing what needed to be done before I could truly understand where food fit in. And with these programs, as I've talked about, is that they start with the food by telling you exactly what you need to do, but that's not really what you want to hear. So one of the um, posts that I did recently on social was just talking about the fact that you don't want to hear what's going to make it better, whatever, whatever it is, right? So if you have high blood pressure or high cholesterol, or you've gained, you know, quite a few pounds and you're overweight, or, you know, you have knee problems and you're not able to work out because of your weight or any number of things, right? Whatever it is, whatever medical condition that is, wherever you are in your health, you don't want to hear what's going to make it better because you already know the answer to that. You know what's going to make it better. If it's overweight, then you know you need to lose weight. You don't want to hear that. You don't want to hear that you need to eat veggies and fruits and all whole foods. You don't want to hear that you need to, you know, drink water and stay hydrated. You don't want to hear that you need to exercise or work out or, you know, do this amount of movement every single day. You know all of the things that need to get done. You know what you need to do to improve your health. What you want to hear is what's easy. And what's easy isn't going to get you to your health goal. So that's what I want to stress. So I started talking about the non-scale victories. So if you're not focusing on the food and you're not restricting your calories and you're not worried about that, then I often get the question, then what, how am I supposed to lose weight if I'm not focusing on the food? Do I just continue eating all of the things that I'm eating, even if I know that they're not the best eating habits? What happens? So it's going to be focusing on these non-scale victories, the NSVs that I started talking about last week. And the first thing that I was saying is that the majority of women want to feel better in their clothes. They want to look and feel better in their clothes. And that is the goal for 80% of people. So while you want to lose weight, that's not the end all be all, the definitive or kind of like small goal at that point is to feel good. We all want to feel good. I want to feel good, right? I want to feel good in the clothes that I'm wearing. You want to feel good about yourself. So that's one of the the non-scale victories. And with that, I had also talked about when you're looking and feeling good, you're losing inches, right? So those are the things that you may not necessarily see or other people may not notice. It's not like someone's going to walk up to you and say, hey, looks like you lost a couple of inches around your waist. People don't notice those things, but you feel it in how your clothes fit. And that makes a huge difference. So even something that isn't necessarily 
able to be measured in the same way as stepping on a scale and seeing that you've lost weight, sometimes losing those first few pounds takes a long time and it can be extremely discouraging. So when you're losing inches and you notice that with how you feel in your clothes, how you feel in your body, that makes a huge difference. And that in and of itself is a motivating factor. So some of the other non-scale victories, I'm gonna go over two more today because there, there are actually quite a few things that you can do before getting to the food piece of it. But when you feel better in your clothes and you're feeling better in your skin, it improves your mood. It's a motivating factor, one, to continue to do what you're doing, to continue taking those small steps to continue making those, um, creating those healthy habits, because even though it may seem like it's not making a big difference, and it's not noticeable to anyone else, and it's barely noticeable to you, what you see as a result is an improvement in your mood, you feel better, you feel better about yourself, because maybe those jeans that you tried on, again, and you haven't worn in two years, actually fit they feel more comfortable. You're not trying to squeeze yourself into it and you feel good about how you look in them. So that is a motivating factor to continue doing the things that you're doing, but also to then progress and do more, right? So there has to be some sort of motivation. If you feel like you're doing something, and this could be anything, if you feel like you're doing something to no end or to no gain, there is no benefit, then why keep doing it? So if you're doing something and you're not noticing a shift in your health, you're not noticing any kind of changes in your body, any change in how you feel in your mood, then what's the point of doing it, right? It's not going to be motivating. Or if you, you feel poorly about yourself, which a lot of times, if you're dieting or fasting or that sort of thing, that's kind of the mindset that you get into is that, okay, now I'm going to you know, be good and eat all of the good foods. And then you have a day to kind of cheat and eat all of the bad foods. That's not the mindset you want to set up. You want every day to be steady in knowing what to expect. Your body knows what to expect. You know how to fuel your body. You know what feels good for your body. So when your mood improves, that changes a whole lot of things, right? Maybe now you're wearing clothes that you weren't able to put on two years ago, or even if they're new clothes, like being able to shop for a new wardrobe in a smaller size and looking good, feeling good and confident about how your clothes look on you and how you feel in them. That's a huge confidence booster. And then you may start to do more of the things that you enjoy doing or doing more activities, physical activity without even noticing it. So things like parking a little bit further when you're going to the grocery store, you're going shopping for anything, not parking in the very first spot closest to the door. If you're going to a mall, maybe walking around more, whether you're window shopping or you're just shopping in general, making sure that you're not just driving from one place to the other, but you're willing to walk maybe going into, you know, a mall or any other store and taking the stairs instead of the elevator or the escalator, not waiting for the elevator. If you're, you know, going into an office building or anywhere else and you take the stairs, you feel like you can do those things. You feel better 
your mood is better, you feel better in your clothes, so then you're able to do more things. Even playing with your kids, for me, that was the goal. I always said I was, as a child, I was pretty athletic. And even, I would say through college, um, I was definitely motivated to kind of work out and I was involved in different activities and things like that. Um, But as I got older and I had gained weight, my goal then was to be able to keep up with my kiddos. So at the time, they were they were tots. One was, you know, kind of early school age and the other one was a toddler at that point. And that was my goal. I wanted to be able to not only keep up with them, but beat them in certain things. We're a very competitive family. Um, so even just going outside and running with the kids or doing, you know, playing the games that they would play and kind of channeling your inner child. Maybe that's something that you want to do. Maybe that's a goal of yours, being able to just hang out with your kids and do fun things outside. Maybe you are walking to certain places, walking to the store or walking to the post office or, you know, just walking somewhere instead of driving, especially if it's just like a five minute drive or not that far. That's something you'd be able to do. Um, Or you know, riding your bicycle to work, whatever it may be, is just getting outside and doing more activities and feeling good about it, wanting to do it. So those are all forms of exercise, just movement in general is, you know, again, as part of my program, I'm not asking people to go run a marathon, right? The goal is small intentional steps. And you find that as you're doing these things, there are more things that you're motivated to do. It's not someone else telling you this is what you need to do in order to be healthy. There's something a little bit off-putting about that. And I always say the more that, you know, you're told that you need to do something because it's going to get you to X is the, that's the very thing that you don't want to do or you want to do the complete opposite. It's just how our brain works. You're told you need to do this. That's the opposite of what we want to do. And that started back, I always, <laughs> one of the things that I was actually, you know, talking about the other day is just human nature and how our brain works and, um, you know, what things, what motivates us to do things. And again, we're very motivated by food, even from the beginning of time, right? In the Bible, Adam and Eve the first man and first woman, and they could have any fruit in that garden, any fruit that God said that they could have. They could have everything except for one, an apple. I don't know many people who are running to go get apples for anything, right? I mean, it's not the worst tasting thing, and it's not the best tasting thing, There are many different things you could do with apples. I personally like them, but it's not like you have kids or adults or anyone rushing to go get apples because they're this tasty thing. It was the one food that they were told they could not have, and that is the very thing that they wanted. It's the curiosity. Why can't I have that? Why is that a forbidden fruit? Why is this food forbidden? Why can't I eat this? Oh, that's the one that I want. That's the very thing that you want. If it were broccoli, you could have any food you want in the world except for broccoli. That's the very thing you would want to eat. Why can't I have this? That's the thing that I want to eat right now. 
because I was told that I cannot have it. And we are just curious as humans. It's how our brain works. We're naturally curious about different things. So when you're told what to do, what you need to do, you have to do this, the inclination is usually to do the direct opposite. And so part of this is just rewiring your brain to understand that this is not how it's going to work. That's why those things, that's why those other things don't work. That's why those other programs don't work. Because it's telling you exactly what you need to do step by step. If it were that easy, everyone would be doing it. So anything that is easy typically is not sustainable or long lasting, anything that seems like it's easy, right? It's easy. Just eat this. Just eat a thousand calories a day. Just eat fruits and veggies all day. Just don't eat anything all day. And then you can eat whatever you want the next day. Like those things aren't sustainable. And so it's just the way that our brain works. So being able to notice those non-scale victories, a lot of it is about how you feel and may not be necessarily things that you can measure directly, but feeling, losing inches, feeling better in your clothes, having improved mood, wanting to do more physical activity. And again, I'm not talking about an exercise or workout routine, just movement, walking, going for a walk, going for a hike, Um, doing rock climbing. There are a lot of like rock climbing gyms that are out. Um, Bicycling, whether it's in a park, walking your dog if you have dogs, like getting outside and doing those things, taking the stairs instead of the elevator, Um, walking a few blocks to go, you know, run some errands or do what you need to do. Just kind of everyday things where it could be worked in. A lot of times the excuse is that we make up for ourselves is that I don't have enough time. There's not enough time in the day. Well, you could get a couple of things done. I have a post office that's probably about four or five blocks from me. They're longer blocks, but um, nonetheless, it's, it's not far, right? And probably about half a mile. And I could walk there or I could drive there. And a lot of times it's just a lot more convenient to drive. But especially if it's a nicer day, um, whether it's fall or summer or winter, sometimes I just like to walk to the post office. That's something I wouldn't have done five years ago, maybe even three years ago. So it's the things that you want to do, being able to get outside, being able to do some of the things that you enjoy, being self-motivated, not because someone else is saying you need to get this in, but it's self-motivation. And then you find yourself doing those things more because you start to notice the difference. So it's being able to get yourself in that framework or that, that frame of mind where you can say, okay, I'm not going to focus on the scale. I'm not going to focus on counting calories. I'm not going to, we're not doing any measurements here, right? I'm going to focus on how I feel. So I want you to focus on how you feel. How do you feel with the things that you're doing? And then you'll be motivated to do more, to be able to take the next step, to then 
you know, listen to your body and look out for the non-scale victories. Give yourself that win because when you have those wins, it's going to motivate you to do the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And that's what's important about weight loss. That is what most people don't understand. And that is what I, I stress. And that is exactly what I went through. So I just want to encourage you all to make sure that you're not focusing on the food, make sure that you're not stalking that scale and looking at all of the other evidence that's there for why these small intentional steps are working. So I'm going to stop there. Um, We're going to continue. I know I said that this would be broken up into a couple of episodes because there's so many non-scale victories and you'll start to kind of get the full picture of, you know, how I was able to transform my health, how you can transform your health and really get the full transformation that you desire, not a, you know, kind of fly by night weight loss, and then you're not able to recreate that or maintain it. But being able to truly, truly have that transformation, be able to maintain the weight loss, but also to progress then in your health journey, what are the goals that you have then moving forward, right? Because we're not just going to stop there, it's always going to be something different, depending on your life circumstances, depending on what you're going through at the time, depending on your age, just everything. So, so many things change in our health. We have to be able to move and pivot and change with it. And so that's what I enjoy doing. That is what I enjoy helping you with. That is the journey that I continue to go on myself and not being able to Um, or not having to start over again, not having to do a reset. So especially as we have the new year coming up, you know, the Thanksgiving just uh, came to a close. And now we're approaching, um, you know, more holiday celebrations, and I'm sure birthday events and everything else. So it's a lot of parties and events and things that are centered around food. And how are you going to get through that? So being able to maneuver not just now, but in years to come in months to come, right? And being able to know what to do for yourself and your health and feel good about it, not worrying about what you're going to eat, what you're going to bring, you know, how, how much can I have now, and then I have to restrict myself later, but being able to truly just enjoy where you are in your health, enjoy your events, not focusing on what it is that you're eating or drinking or what you need to restrict, it is such a freeing feeling to be able to do that, and not have to worry about anything else because you know what your body needs, you know the things that need to get done and it's almost second nature for you, right? You have all of the tools that you need. So if you have any questions or comments, definitely drop them below this episode. Make sure to rate each of the episodes and you can always reach me through um, Instagram. Uh, My IG handle is on Um, after each of the episodes. And if you are interested in booking a discovery call with me, you can certainly reach out to me um, through social or email me, which I also have. So I appreciate all of you listening in. Make sure to um, check out the next episode so you can hear more about our NSVs and how to lose weight without restricting your calories, dieting, intermittent fasting, any of those things. All right, fam, cheers to your health. 
Welcome to the Prescription for Change podcast. I was a young mom, overworked, and put my own needs on the back burner. I was a superwoman, or so I thought. I needed to learn to do it all on my own. The truth was, I was exhausted, barely had time to spend with my kids and keep my house in order, and I was cranky. Nothing about my life said super at all. We were always sick, I had mom guilt, and my own health fell to the wayside. Weight gain and overwhelm over time led me to believe this is my life now. Health just wasn't in the cards for me. I will get myself together when the time is right, I am settled in my career, the kids get older, when I have more money, when things are perfect. But guess what? The time will never be right or perfect. This podcast will change your mindset from perfection paralysis to intentional change, leading to progression in a purpose-filled way. Create time for self-care, take charge of your health, and empower your family to do the same. Listen to next week's podcast to rewrite your history and live healthy on purpose.